This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Rays Radio. And the pitch on its way. Swing and he popped him up. Shallow right center. Kiermaier started back. Sprinting in. Dives and makes the catch. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Kiermaier playing on a show here in the fifth inning. And the Blue Jays leave him loaded. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Smith lifts one in the air towards left. Shallow is bizarre. It turns and looks at the wall. Gone! Home run! An opposite field homer by Malik Smith. And there's the insurance. It's 3-1 Rays. Now to get you ready for opening day, here are the voices of the Rays. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Charlotte Sports Park on this gorgeous Sunday afternoon. Neil Solon's with you. Dave Wills, Andy Freed will be alongside in a little bit. We are counting down now at 11 days until opening day when the Rays will open up the regular season against the Boston Red Sox. Today, the Rays will get a look at some of the Detroit Tigers, including a couple of guys they know fairly well and former Rays farmhanded major leaguer Mikey Matuk, who's going to lead off for Detroit this afternoon. The Rays will have their opening day starter on the hill today. It's his next-to-last tune-up before the regular season, that being one Chris Archer. Archer will be on the mound, and really for the Rays today, most of the regulars are going to be in the lineup. As you take a look at who's here today for Tampa Bay, Denard Spann, Kevin Kiermeyer, Carlos Gomez in the outfield, C.J. Krohn at first, Wilson Ramos behind the plate, and Matt Duffy at third, Adani Echevarria at short, and Daniel Robertson at second base. Certainly maybe not the order, today that you would anticipate on opening day but probably not that different from what you'll see then the only difference is the Rays are going to face more than likely a lefty and Chris Sale so you'll see more of a right-handed hitting lineup uh, on that day but many of the regulars are here today and we got some good news today on one of the guys who played yesterday that's Brad Miller he had his return to the lineup his first game since February the 23rd not only did he hit the baseball very well yesterday and played a pretty good first base went two for three with a couple of doubles to left and center field but he also felt very good today, and that's certainly a big positive going forward because obviously the Rays want to see Brad Miller healthy. If he is healthy, he certainly has a chance to help this team come opening day. Now the news on another injured player, it's still a question mark. Malik Smith, they're hoping to get him in a minor league game on Tuesday, and he says he feels significantly better, but look, if you're in a minor league game Tuesday, that leaves you basically about a week to get enough at-bats, and you can do that on the minor league fields for sure, but enough at-bats to make sure that you're ready for opening day. And as Kevin Cash said today in his media session that he has every morning before a game, you know, the key for Malik's is you really want his legs 100% because that's such a big part of his game. It's probably different than some other guys. If you had more of a slugger who was bothered by some leg injuries, okay, um, if he's not able to go first to third all the time, you deal with it, so be it. But Malik's the guy who has to go first to third first to home so we'll see how it works out but again the hope is still that he will play in a minor league game coming up on Tuesday and certainly if either Brad or Malik's were not ready on opening day that certainly would impact the type of roster moves that the Rays make 
going forward. In terms of our show going forward today, we'll hear from Denard Span. He'll have a big role regardless of Malik's situation, but even maybe even more so if Malik isn't able to answer that opening bell. We'll see. We'll hear from him and also Chad Matola, the race hitting coach, and get a, a feel for the lineup this season. Hey, take a walk down memory lane as we celebrate 20 years of Rays baseball. The 20th anniversary fun includes throwback uniforms on select nights, giveaways featuring Rays alumni, and ticket prices starting at just $20 on regular season weekend games. Visit RaysBaseball.com for more information and raise up. Neil Solon's with you again at Charlotte Sports Park, getting you set for the Rays and the Tigers coming up the Nard Span right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you from Charlotte Sports Park. This is Countdown to Opening Day, getting you set for the Rays and Tigers. And you can catch some Rays next Sunday at Charlotte Sports Park when the Rays will host the Yankees. The first 500 fans, 14 and under, receive swim goggles presented by 7-Eleven. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash spring for more info. Rays 2018 spring training brought to you by Visit Tampa Bay and Rays Up. Again, Neil Solon's with you, getting you set for the Rays and the Tigers. This is 11 days from opening day, and, well, not many individuals in any sport get to play for their hometown team. Denard Spann, now 11 days from that opportunity. It's something we discussed in our conversation. I first asked Denard what this camp has been like for him. I feel like it's been a, you know, a laid-back camp, um, definitely getting a lot of work in, um, you know, on the field, and, uh, you know, it's just been a lot of fun, uh, you know, being here. Um, get an opportunity to uh, obviously play this game another another year for myself and and just uh, you know just lending a lending a lending hand I guess uh, um, you know to some of the young guys so it's, it's been fun. I want to touch on on the young guys, but I also want to touch on something you brought up when you first got here. You know, you didn't want to start thinking yet about being on the white lines in essence in your backyard so to speak have you given any more thought as spring has gone on to the possibility of that and the likelihood of that now um i have a little bit um you know i, I you know spring is is uh moved closer or as the seasons move closer um you know i've allowed myself to to um you know just just think that uh it, me being you know Tampa Bay Rays is a little bit more of a reality um, but at the same time you know I, i'm still trying to you know stay as grounded as i can and and stay as focused as i can um, because, you know, I've seen a lot of crazy things happen in this game, and, and it's already been a crazy spring training for this organization. So um, you just never know. Of course. Um, your family, I mean, I know, you know, your mom was very instrumental in bringing you up. Has, has she talked to you much about it, or has she, has she come to it? I would expect her there on opening day pretty loud and strong. For sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, she's definitely excited about me being home. Um, you know, she hasn't seen me play on a regular basis since high school. So, um, yeah, she, the whole family, my whole family is excited um, about the opportunity of me um, playing here. What's your take on the group? Um, it obviously is a group that has a lot of youth, and some of those guys were already optioned out. But it also has a fair amount of experience when you look in the room, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a real unique group here, um, like, you, like you just described. Um, you know, a lot of young talent. Um, a lot of young talent with experience, like like KK and, and Chris Archer, um, but it's just a good mixture of, of, of guys on this team, and I think it's good for a ball club because you you know you just keep the it, you know those young guys you know keep the energy energy up in the clubhouse, and and you you need that you need that excitement uh, you know from those guys coming up from AAA and or those guys you know um, making their debut. You mentioned you know helping out some of the young guys. 
it's hard to call KK young, but he still is fairly. But also Malik Smith, who I know is fighting a hamstring injury. How much help can you be to him? And what do you? How how similar is he to maybe you when you were at that same point? Yeah, he reminds me a lot of myself at 24. Um, you know, just trying to you know find your your niche in the big leagues, and um, you know just trying to you know find confidence and believe in yourself. And um, you know, so I think my job, you know is to just to try to get him to, to calm down when he needs to calm down and, and um, you know, just just showing him how to be a professional day in and day out. I think that's that's the best thing I can do for him and just, you know, just showing that uh, showing him that, you know, that how I, I how I prepare, you know, for a game and, and how I prepare for a season. But, you know, he's gotten here for a reason, so he really doesn't – I can't say he doesn't need me, but, um, you know, just, just things here and there that I can throw his way um, that will help, help him out. When did it click for you, and who were the guys who really helped you turn the corner? Because obviously, to be in the game and be successful as long as you have, take something. Um, I think, I think. Um, I mean, my rookie year was I was 24. I mean, Malik's is 24 now, and he's already got part to two seasons in. So I was a little bit older. I had experienced a lot in the minor leagues, um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I would say when I was coming up with Minnesota, Torrey Hunter, uh, even though I didn't get a chance to play with him actually in the big league season, but he was you know, kind of like the, the veteran, my big brother in a sense. And, um, but for me, it was just about um, just having that confidence. And, and once I got that, um, I believed, believed that I belonged there. And, and once I just settled down, I realized that the game was the same game as it, as it was when it was in the minor leagues and same game as it was in high school and in little league. So, um, you know, once I got that feeling um, – it was off to the races. Are there things that you say now that Tori used to tell you, though, and, and you say, huh, I remember being told that? I remember him telling me things and it, uh, when I was younger, and it would go over my head. I would hear him, but I, I didn't really, um, it didn't really hit home until, you know, three, four, five years later, and I was like, uh, you know, I remember him saying, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head what he would say, but I remember him saying something along the lines of that, you know, whether it be a certain topic or whatever. And I remember years later, you know, then it, you know, I understanding, you know, what uh, what he was talking about back then. You've been on some, obviously, some young teams, some teams that have performed, some teams that haven't. You've been on the postseason. What's your take right now about this group? I know a lot of people outside are underestimating them. You know what? Um, Yeah, I've been on teams where we we weren't the favorites and, you know, we, we came in and. And uh, we, you know we had that chip on our shoulder, and, and you know we were just dumb enough to to uh, to play hard every day. And, and next thing you know, we find ourselves playing for something in September. Um, I think this ball club has some of that because you know it's it's it, even though you know it's not a, much, a lot of experience, but you, you got a lot of hard workers in this organization. Um, we got you know we're, we're like I said we're, we got some some youth, and we're, we're very athletic and. Um, it's just something about this group. I, I think uh, might surprise some people. You know, you've got some guys that you're familiar with too: Carlos Gomez, Wilson Ramos, um, and a veteran shortstop like Adania Echeverria who catches the ball. Do you think the defense is the strength of the team? What, what's your take? Is it the athleticism? What do you like about the group? Yeah, I think athleticism. Um, look across the board. I mean, I think defensively, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty solid. Um, infield, outfield. Um, we have experience, and we, like I said, we have athleticism, and and uh, I, I think, yeah, I think for sure that's probably our, our strength. Physically, how do you feel at this point of the spring, and how have you approached this? And as you go from year to year to year, are there have you prepared differently this year, maybe than you did in the past when you were younger? Uh, I feel physically, I feel I feel really good. Um, 
think this year was the first time I, I, I got after a little bit more in, in probably two years. Um, I was coming off some injuries, um, you know, my first couple of years in, in, in San Francisco. Um, but, you know, yeah, when you get older, I mean, you have to listen to your body. Um, when I was Malik's age, you know, KK's age, I, you know, I just, I could go all day long and, and go balls to the wall. But, you know, the older you get, you got to, you know, it's, it's about the, the small details, you know, eating, eating right, getting your sleep. And uh, like I said, just listening to your body, getting, getting a massage and, and just knowing how to pace yourself um, at times, with cutting it on when you need to as well. We're going to talk to Carlos Gomez next week, but what does he also bring to this clubhouse? Both of you are veterans, but probably bring a little something different to the table in different ways. Uh, he's going to bring energy every day, you know, with his, his personality, um, just his work ethic as well. I mean, you don't make it to the major leagues uh, and have success um, over nine, ten years without being a hard worker. You know, not too many guys that can 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 uh, make it this far without uh, having a good work ethic. But uh, for him, I think it's just his personality, and he's going to have that ability to keep this this ball club loose. That is Rays outfielder Denard Span touching on the value of one Carlos Gomez, who we will speak with on next week's program. Nice conversation with Denard. Looking forward to getting know him a little bit more as we go. Hey, reserve your seats now for every regular season Rays home run and web gym. Season tickets offer great savings, the best seat locations, and access to exclusive events. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash season tickets today and raise up. Neil Solon's with you today from Port Charlotte for countdown to opening day. Coming up, we'll hear from the Rays hitting coach, Chad Matola, talk about what the Rays have going for themselves offensively this year. We'll also sit down with Dave and Andy as we wrap up the program on the other side of this break. Right after this, this is Countdown to Opening Day on 620 WDAE and the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you. This is Countdown to Opening Day. 11 days till the Rays take the field for real against the Boston Red Sox today. Exhibition activity against the Detroit Tigers. Hey, this year's Rays Rookies Kids Club, presented by Outback Steakhouse, includes an option to upgrade to all-star status. The upgrade includes a ticket to all 14 Sunday home games, meal vouchers, and more. For information on the Rays Rookies Kids Club, visit RaysBaseball.com slash RaysRookies and raise up rookies. Again, Neil Solon's with you. This is Countdown to Opening Day. Chad Mentola about to start his second full season as the Rays hitting coach. Now, last year at this time, he was building relationships with some faces he had worked with the previous September, the time that he took over for Derek Shelton. And I asked Chad how different things are a year later in terms of his comfort level. There's no doubt there's adjustments with the organization, thoughts, but now we have a whole different team compared to last year, different approaches. A little less long ball, a little less strikeouts, more contact, more base-to-base stuff. So it's always adjusting on the fly. Tell me how different that is for you and what kind of offensive team you think this will be overall? I think it's going to be young and fun and full of energy. There's going to be some lumps taken along the way, some learning of the pitchers in the AL East that they've never seen or have life experience of the arms they're going to see. So we have to go through it. But it's going to be the guys that bounce back because of the energy and they're kind of naive to the, the lifestyle and not as, I don't want to say old and crusty, but something along those lines. But at the start of the year, it looks like it, I wouldn't call it a veteran team, but you still have some guys who've been around the block. I mean, Denard Spann, Carlos Gomez, even Adani Echeverria has, what, a handful of years in the big leagues, Wilson Ramos. There are some guys who do have a track record. Absolutely. Uh, Denard comes in from day one with winning some at all different places and just his life experience. Guys are leaning on him. Buffalo's a quiet leader. You have Gomi, who comes with a ton of energy, who who the guys are just going to feed off. So it's going to be fun for sure. You take a look at, you mentioned this is going to be more of a uh, 
contact group. Um, you've had some of these guys, though, last year. Let's start with Adani, since your history goes back to him with Toronto. How much of an offensive player can he be? We all know how good he is defensively. For me, he's that last month and a half showed him what he can do. I've always believed him, dating back to Toronto. He's been an inside-out type hitter, and now he's learning to pull the ball and use all fields rather than just singles over second base. So it's balancing it out. It's things he did in the offseason to maintain his swing. He he basically didn't take any time off, so he's starting to believe in himself as well. You got kind of a half season of Wilson Ramos too, but you also got it at a point where he's coming back from surgery. Now he's fully healthy. This is a guy who two years ago won a Silver Slugger Award as a catcher in the National League. You just see him in a physical different place. Last year it was all about rehabbing his knee, not necessarily getting in baseball shape or getting the rest of his body in shape he's he's physically different this year and I'm seeing a different guy every day and I didn't realize that because I hadn't been spent time around him I thought that was the way he is but defensively you've been seeing some more pep in a step and and from an offensive standpoint can he be the, the you know kind of with him we'll touch on CJ Crone too but two of the guys in the middle who can really drive the ball and hit the ball out of the ballpark absolutely we want him to be and he wants to be so that's what we're doing in spring training right now working hard and getting at that let's touch on CJ Crone because, I mean, you talk about guys you didn't know yet. I mean, he comes in right at the start of the spring. Yes, he comes in with uh, loud noises right away in BP. He can hit the ball hard, and that's we're getting to know each other, his philosophies. Uh, Anaheim did some things with him and kind of sporadic play. So he's going to get to come here and have that pressure of knowing I'm going to get to play for the first time in his career, and that's going to clean up things right away. How long does it take for a hitting coach to create a comfort level? I know it's probably different from guy to guy, but... How long do you want to make sure they're, they're comfortable with you and you can pick your spots as when to say things and when to offer advice? There's no exact time frame. Some guys it's sped up. Some guys are a good vocal guys. Some guys are feel guys. So it's one of those things that the first week or two, I just ask questions, not only to hear what they've done in the past, but to hear the language they're using. So that just speeds up the process. Then I have to see how their swing functions. I can do that on video more when they're good and bad. So the way that the ebb and flow of the year goes, there's going to be times inevitably where they're not feeling well. And I have to recognize that sooner than later. Matt Duffy is one guy we haven't touched on who's more of a veteran guy, but also has missed parts of the last, all of last year and, and previously to that. How have you quickly been able to gel with him and what's your feel on where he is right now? Well, he was around all year last year, so we have a lot of that stuff out of the way. I actually use him as a sounding board on a lot of guys because we were in the video room together as he was getting bored, pulling his hair out. So the relationship's good with him, and he's special in the sense that we're going to lean on him probably a little bit unfairly of hitting anywhere from first to ninth to kind of slow the game down. So we're going to count on him having those quality at-bats, two-strike approaches, and just bouncing around within the order. Since you touched on the order, how difficult is that to try and figure that out? Because you're learning a lot of new guys, and you have a lot of contact guys. You've got some power. It's kind of a mix. And to blend, that's the whole thing. Even KK last year, we we hit off and lead off, and he took off right away. Then you have Denard Span, who's hit lead off his whole career. So right away, we're, we, we have good problems that we have to sort that out. And like I said, now we can fluctuate the lineup a little more. I didn't mind the guys hitting home runs last year for sure, but they were kind of entrenched in spots based off – the way it was and sometimes innings went really quick and didn't look that pretty and I think this year we have a little more flexibility. Speaking of KK, where does he fit this year and how much better was he the last couple months? Can that be a guy who can do that for six months? Absolutely. It's one of those things. You don't talk about money very often but I think the guaranteed contract took pressure off him and now he gets to go out and be in himself and his expectations are higher than anybody else so we just let him go.
Where do you think he grows the most, and where do you think he grew last year the most as a hitter? I think we're looking forward to him growing the most in the clubhouse. I mean, losing Longo, losing Lomo, those guys, Dickerson, Souza, they're, they're pretty hard to replace on the offensive side, but what gets under estimated under talked about is their clubhouse presence so now it's KK's clubhouse so that's where we're looking for him to step in now eventually some of the young guys are going to be part of this club I would think whether it's Arroyo Adamas Bowers you knew some of them you maybe didn't know Christian what impressed you about the group overall knowing that at some point you're going to be working with them here it's more their character they expect to win so it's one of those things that usually there's a learning curve and stuff going on. Just knowing them from when I was the coordinator and knowing their personalities and their character, that's the part that makes the most fun. They've won at every level. They expect to win. There's no fear in that group at all. So Arroyo fits in right away coming from San Francisco, that same things they teach over there. So that's the part I'm looking forward to most, their energy, and just they expect to win. Beyond that, you worked with him as a coordinator, but then you were at the big league level for a year. Among those kids, who did you see make some major strides and how? I mean, it, it goes deeper than the, those core four. I mean, you look at a guy like Velasquez, you look at those four guys. Williams is starting to suck his hands in and use the whole field and, and be shorter to the ball. Those are the guys that stick out. I mean, Willie's cleaned up a lot of his swing. I can go Bowers. is I've always seen Bowers good, so it's one of those that you can pick and choose. But there's also guys kind of behind them that I haven't seen in a year or so. Brandon Lau type guys. You got the Lowe's brothers that come in and just there, there's a wave of guys beyond this that group that looks very impressive. Overall, obviously, you're excited for the start of the Major League season, but how excited are you also to see some of that group emerge and eventually join this group too well that's the fun part you, you don't want things to happen where we have to shuffle the roster but unfortunately injuries happen you know, slumps hot streaks happen just knowing those guys are available i hope we don't need them sooner than later but knowing they're available is a comfort and that is the rays hitting coach jad Matola on the talented young players are on the cusp of joining the rays and some of those guys already in the fold we're uh, close to getting uh, in the fold for the regular season. We're 11 days away as we count down to opening day. Neil Solon's with you at Charlotte Sports Park. Dave and Andy now joining me in the booth as we get set for first pitch between the Rays and the Tigers. And you guys have gotten to know Chad a little bit. I'm excited about the group that's coming, but I think he also feels that this group that he has here is still very capable. I would think so. I mean, as we've been saying, it's a very different offensive unit, not just in name but in style. Uh, as we've seen over the last several years with probably fewer home runs, but probably a little more exciting play uh, all around the base pads. There's been a big onus, David, you know this, on base running from the very beginning of camp. This team has to be fundamentally sound on the bases, and I think they've got to be risk takers also. I mean, there's that balance. There's no doubt about it. And so I, we're going to be hoping to see maybe a few more uh, attempts of stolen bases. If, you know, that's a big part of a lot of guys' games. I think Kevin Kiermeyer, if he can stay healthy, I think, uh, again, Gomez can do that. Duffy's a smart baseball player, and you know, down the line, we're going to have some guys, but it's not just stolen bases, as we said. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit yesterday during the game, too. Uh, it's going to be scoring from first on a double. It's going to be making sure you can score from second base on a base hit. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to have the offense that can sit around and wait for five or six hits to score three or four runs. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about how this new uh, offense will probably have a little less swing and miss, and then we struck out 27 times yesterday or whatever it was. So. I thought we struck about 55 <laughs> times yesterday. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be more of a – it's going to be uh, less homers, but hopefully uh, maybe a little more dynamic than what we've seen 
over the last couple of years. And if it is more of a contact team, you know, one thing we haven't seen a lot of because of the types of players the Rays have had is hit and run. I mean, you can do that a little more if you have guys like Matt Duffy who can put the ball in play and move the baseball. You know, one of the things that when the Rays got good in 08 that they got a lot better at is little things on the bases, secondary leads where there was a lot of stress on that, cutting the corners on the bases properly. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into baseball that goes unnoticed until it's noticed, uh, until it doesn't, until it's not done right. And I, I think there's been a lot of push for that this year. They've had more base running drills, uh, and that's going to be very, very important. And I hope it's the sort of thing, and we've talked to Kevin about it, that they're not going to push in spring training and then forget about throughout the year. I think that's stuff that, that's, especially with young players, and we'll get younger as the year goes on, they're going to need refreshers. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what we've said a couple of times. I know that, you know, it's a, it's a different coaching staff and a different guy in charge, but, you know, Joe Madden would have, like, little uh, mini camps during the season to kind of uh, refresh some guys. And, you know, it, it, it makes sense because, as we said before, you do it for about 45 days in the spring, and then you don't do it again for the rest of the year. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So hopefully these guys, uh, while they're learning it and doing it now, will continue to learn because it's going to be a growth process for a lot of these young guys all season long, not just it doesn't start on March the 29th because we start playing games. No doubt about that. And uh, we'll hear from Dave and Andy as we go in the broadcast today, and they'll be talking a lot more about that as the Rays get set to take on the Detroit Tigers in terms of today's game. Chris Archer is on the hill, and a lot of the regulars who we'll see on opening day will be in the starting lineup. Well, certainly if you missed any of the program today, you'll be able to catch it on archive this week at racebaseball.com slash podcast or on iTunes next week. Our final countdown opening day show will feature one Rocco Baldelli who works with the outfielders and new outfielder Carlos Gomez. Thanks to Mark Hayes on site and Len Martez back at our studios. This is Countdown to Opening Day on the Race Baseball Network.